This is the Arm Updates podcast featuring Mike Schiller and hosted by Justin Poulin. Tune in every month as we highlight trends, strategies, and solutions from the field to advance the healthcare supply chain. And now, Mike and Justin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Arm Updates podcast. This is the October 2023 update, and this is Justin Poulin for Power Supply with Mike Schiller from Arm. And we've got a whole lot of acronyms for you. We have UDI, we have HCLC, and we have OSTP on the agenda today. So, Mike, I'm excited to let everybody know, especially about the UDI forum. This is just such an important initiative and movement in our industry. And I know you've been intimately involved in all things UDI, probably for the better part of the last decade or so. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Justin. And just want to wish everybody happy Acronym Day. Here at Power Supply, we have deemed this Acronym Day. So glad to talk about all three of those. Let's start with the UDI form. That will run October 31st through November 2nd. We've got a great agenda lined up. We will start things off on Tuesday with the FDA giving us an overview, uh, regulatory updates, and a roadmap ahead. We'll then move into a, a manufacturer discussion around how manufacturers are utilizing the UDI. We've got success stories. I think these are really important when we begin to talk about expanding adoption of the UDI across the healthcare field in clinical and operational or supply chain workflows. So we've got a couple of organizations that'll be sharing their success stories on how they've implemented or adopted the UDI into those workflows. We're going to have Freighter come back to us again this year. They started a program last year. I think it was with St. Jude, and they're expanding their UDI transactional program with Cook this year. So Jack's going to come back to give us an update on how the St. Jude program's working and certainly how they're expanding that now to incorporate and include Cook. And then we're going to just kind of wrap things up with Nancy and I, just giving an overall summary But more importantly, looking at the roadmap ahead and starting to think about what does 2024 look like, not only from a U.S. perspective, but UDI globally, as we look at other countries that are beginning to get ready to launch their regulations, Australia, uh, Europe with the MDR and some of these other countries. So what does that mean to the U.S.? So just a quick wrap up, but we're really excited. We are trying something a little different this year, and hopefully we will have a solutions showcase where arm will be highlighting some of the newer technology or solutions out there around udi adoption how to streamline or accelerate that adoption within your organization so we're out right now looking to identify some solutions partners or solution vendors i should say to see if they're willing to participate it'd be a 30-minute session and it'd give them an opportunity just, again, to share their solutions because there's a, there's there's some new technology out there now. You know, as we come out of COVID and kind of shake the dust of the pandemic off our, off our feet here, there's been some new technology that's come out around the UDI space that I think would be important to highlight. Yeah, I think innovation is definitely coming. And even as you talk about more adoption globally, that really does have an impact on how much innovation we can do, right? And so 
What about anybody who's working with a supplier organization? I'm sure they're listening as well, not just those of you working on the front lines in supply chain. How would they reach out to you, Mike, maybe, and and let you know, hey, we've got something that might be good to highlight that really leverages you know, all the initiatives with UDI? Sure. Yeah, the best way is just to shoot me an email at mschiller at aha.org, M-S-C-H-I-L-L-E-R at aha.org. Again, we're looking for some tech solutions out there that are newer on the scene and just, again, gives an opportunity to raise awareness to those supply chain leaders out there across the field to some new technology that really makes it easier to capture the utilization of the UDI in your workflows. So (laughs) we'll go on to the next acronym, (laughs) HCLC, or the Healthcare Learning Community. The HCLC community has been focused on sustainability, and so you've got something launching next month. Yeah, we're really excited about this. There's been a lot of conversation around sustainability, just conversations I've had with colleagues and, and others that have taken place. Actually, Wednesday, I moderated an AHA leadership scan webinar series where we had leaders from Advent Health, from Mercy, and from Advocate talking about their sustainability efforts. And I'll tell you, Justin, it was extremely interesting to hear the programs and initiatives that these organizations have adopted. I know there's many other organizations out there that that are beginning to you know, come out of the starting blocks, if you will, around sustainability, looking at scope three emissions, looking at how to decarbonize. Some of these organizations have already made decarbonization commitments to meet the Paris Accord of carbon neutral by 2050. You know, we want to be out in front of this and the HCLC gives us the opportunity to bring the healthcare community together around this topic. We've got a couple of great leaders who are going to be co-leading this initiative. We've got Karen Conway, who doesn't know Karen Conway? And we've got Bill Brewer, the Vice President of Supply Chain for Advocate. Both of these leaders are going to be co-leading our sustainability work group. So we're just finalizing the charter and we'll be putting a call out to the field to come and join us. And we're going to be looking for stakeholders that represent each of the different sectors, right? The different business sectors that comprise the the healthcare supply chain to participate in the conversations, identify different deliverables that we want to have come out of this. We've got our KPI keys program to to toss another acronym out there. I was just going to say, there's another acronym. (laughs) (laughs) But one of our categories is sustainability. And I'd love to see a couple of new metrics added to that sustainability category that are meaningful and that organizations are beginning to measure today. So a lot of good things will come out of it. Look for the official launch sometime next month. Excellent. Coming up in November, everyone. So be on the lookout. And then we're going to go from one buzzword in healthcare, which is sustainability, to another one, which is resiliency. And that will tee up our final acronym for this monthly update of the ARM Updates podcast. And it's the acronym is OSTP. Now, this one, I think people may be a little less familiar with. I think lots of people listening in know UDI, and they may be very aware of the work that the HCLC is doing. But OSTP stands for the Office of Science and Technology Policy. And when we 
talk about resiliency, there's some work that's going on there. This is kind of our on the fringe segment, and I think I'll just call it OTF. And Mike, <laughs> you can tell us uh, what is going on with OSTP or the Office of Science and Technology Policy as it relates to supply chain. What's going on here? LOL. Thanks, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) So the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy, or OSTP, brought together about 45 leaders from across the field, leaders representing the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the Veterans Health Administration, Radiological Society of North America. There's uh, uh, organizations in there that are producing or manufacturing large industrial 3D printing machines. And and you had uh, hospitals, healthcare organizations that were represented, associations that were represented. So I was privileged to, to be included and invited to this and had the ability to bring the voice of our supply chain members, right? The ARM members' perspectives and voice to this meeting. Really, what it boils down to is during emergencies, Coming out of COVID, we knew how difficult it was to get products, right? We saw the emergency use authorizations that were initiated by the FDA that that brought non-traditional manufacturing products into the healthcare supply chain. The, the OSTP is looking at how do we create a digital supply chain? So if you think of the Defense Production Act, we had automotive manufacturers producing ventilators at the beginning of COVID. And those ventilators were were produced and were ready to be utilized in the care setting. This would be expanding on that concept and identifying other manufacturers that are outside of healthcare. Think of automotive, think of aerospace, think of textile manufacturers. And, and looking at those manufacturers and identifying those who can produce medical supplies and medical devices. So you almost create this shadow supply chain, if you will, of, of manufacturing that's waiting in the wings, so to speak, that in the event of another pandemic, and we need to augment supplies that our existing manufacturers are producing just due to the increased spike in demand, this, this manufacturing sector, right, we can tap and we can begin to produce. 3D printing is a big part of that. We saw 3D printing during the pandemic. And so looking at how do you 3D print some of these devices or, or, or some of these products or other needs that were in short supply during the pandemic. So the group, there were about 45 of us. We really focused on three topics. They, they were infrastructure needs. You know, what does that infrastructure look like? What are some of the gaps and what are some of the current best practices? We looked at clinical needs, evaluating designs, and most importantly, building trust. We saw during the course of the pandemic, products coming in again from these non-traditional manufacturers and the level of trust wasn't there. And trying to build that trust in the midst of a pandemic isn't the best time to do that. But how do we get ahead of that? How do we identify these manufacturers, get that product into the hand of clinicians and build that trust? So if we have to pivot to that product, they're fine using that as a clinically acceptable product. The last topic really is around quality control and accreditation. And that really speaks to the standards that products need to be made to. If you think of an isolation gown, it has to adhere to ANSI standards. Other products adhering to ISO 9001, and there were other ISO numbers that were discussed during the course of the one-day meeting. So it's really about looking at those three key areas and then looking at the manufacturers that we could align with to begin to at least say that, yes, they can produce this product for us. I think it just speaks to the continuing 
partnership, public-private partnership that's been taking place for the last two, two and a half years, right? We're seeing it with the Joint Supply Chain Workforce or Supply Chain Resiliency Workgroup. We're seeing it in the human trafficking sector with the Joint Forced Labor Workgroup. We're seeing with some of the, the task groups around the critical medical device list that the FDA led, the uh, technology task group that is being led by ASPR. So again, it's very encouraging to see the, these partnerships continue this far down the road coming out of the pandemic. And I think this is going to be a good one to watch. Well, we tabbed this, the acronym episode of the Arm <laughs> Updates podcast, but I honestly heard a lot of innovation theme throughout our conversation, starting back with the UDI forum and highlighting technologies that are innovating and leveraging UDI. And then we're kind of wrapping up with what I would consider to be some innovation at a really high level in terms of how we look at the healthcare supply chain as a country and create that resiliency. But I'd also be surprised if as we go down that path, that new innovation as other industries that have been outside of healthcare come into the fold, I'm wondering if we won't see some interesting innovations as a result of, of that effort as well. Mike, great job this week. And Love hearing about all of the important work that is going on, especially around sustainability. It's nice that we talk about it in October and you say there's more to come and only two months later, all of a sudden it's launching in November. So great work maintaining pace and momentum with all these initiatives. Yeah, thanks so much, Justin. It's It's been a real pleasure. Let me just put a wrap on the, the OSTP conversation where, again, the goal here is to outline a roadmap uh, to ensure that we can meet the, the needs of the supply chain, the future needs of the supply chain through digital repositories, agile manufacturers, and trusted connections. Looking forward to the healthcare community coming together around the very important topic of sustainability. And a pleasure as always working with you and, and getting to share a little bit about what's going on and how ARM is bringing the voice of the supply chain professional to various conversations and discussions. All right, Mike. Likewise, I absolutely enjoy our conversations and I do want to remind everybody we're going to be back next month for the November update. And every time we highlight trends, strategies and solutions from the field. So this is how the work that's being done in ARM is advancing the healthcare supply chain. Thanks for tuning in with Mike and myself for this October update of the ARMS Updates podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the ARM Updates podcast. For additional resources, visit our website at arm.org. That's A-H-R-M-M dot org. Tune in next month for another edition of the ARM Updates podcast.